This is Raider Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. Unnecessary roughness. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. It's unnecessary roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Big hole. First down. End zone. Touchdown. Touchdown, Raiders. Would you believe it? This is unnecessary roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy, Q. And here we are kicking off hour number two of the show. Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. Demond Cotton, your boy Q. Got a lot to get to. And before we get to anything, I did want to pass this along that just came down from the Raiders. Just sent the email. And I appreciate uh, Will and Katie over there with the Raiders to get this information over to us. And it's funny, I had someone emailing or tweeting back and forth with me saying that uh, about some of the people that the Raiders interviewed in their interview process for both the head coach position and the general manager. And I said, you know what? I believe some of the people that have been interviewed in the process are going to end up getting hired by the team in some capacity. And this is one of the guys that I'm talking about. The Raiders have named Champ Kelly assistant general manager. So Anthony Champ Kelly, he's been assistant. Uh, he's been named assistant general manager of the Raiders. Uh, Kelly joins general manager Dave Ziegler for his first season with the Silver and Black after seven seasons with the Chicago Bears. He most recently served as Chicago's assistant director of player personnel from 2017 to 2021 after spending a couple seasons as the Bears director of pro scouting. He worked with the Bears director of player personnel and college scouting director in directing both the Bears pro personnel and college scouting departments. So uh, there you go. There's another person added to the front office. Champ Kelly, assistant general manager to Dave Ziegler. He was one of the guys that came in for an interview during the GM process. So just because certain guys were named doesn't mean that those guys aren't in the mix. And they're not just, oh, these are just throwaway interviews. No, Champ Kelly came in for a reason. They had a plan in place. They're getting what looks to be a really good front office, and I'm expecting to see a really good coaching staff. So just wanted to pass that along because that's what we do here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Let's go out to the Raider Nation listener line real quick, very patiently. Uh, James and Henderson, what's on your mind, James? What's happening, guys? How you guys doing? Oh, we're doing good. This is a slow damn hour. What's up, James? <laughs> I thought you were going to forget about that. But no, it's, no, it's all, no, it's, no. We don't it's think about all that. Good. Hey, <laughs> um, one of the things that I'm really excited about um, is in that press conference, uh, they mentioned how explosive the offense was going to be and the adjustments. And, you know, I, I look at what they used to do back in the Gannon, the Gannon era and, and some of the explosiveness of that era with Tim Brown and, and Jerry Rice and all that. And it gets me excited for, for what this offense can do with all the weapons they currently have on their roster. What concerns me, though, is, you know, as I've said this before all during the season, this offense is only as good as the offensive line is going to allow them to be. So I'm, I'm very curious to see how they address the offensive line, uh, whether or not they go through um, free agency or the draft, and who they bring in uh, to coach. I mean, is Tom Cable going to come back or not? And then the other thing that was that's kind of concerning to me is what are they going to do on the defensive end? And to your point that you mentioned uh the assistant GM that's, that's on board that interviewed for the GM spot. Um, who's to say that, you know, a, a, a guy like Todd Bowles, who interviewed for the head coaching job, doesn't come on as a, as a DC right. or, or yeah. Gerard, Gerard Mayo yeah. doesn't come in as, as a DC. So 
Um, there's still a lot of things to, to go through, but those are some of the things that, that kind of caught my eye at the, at the start. No, good stuff, man. Good stuff. I like it. I really do. And, and you're right. Again, man, that defense and, and the offensive line is something that really you have to pay a lot of attention to. So uh, definitely appreciate your thoughts. Uh, no doubt about it. Do I need to jump to this interview real quick or do you want me to take one more call? I can take one more call. Tim in, Tim in Texas. Let's make it quick. What's on your mind, Tim? How you doing today? Thank you. Uh, you missing this Texas weather down here, man. I'm driving to Dallas and it's snowing hard. Is it snowing? Um, yeah, it's snowing. I'm driving from Lubbock to Dallas for work. And it's snowing pretty good. It's snowing pretty good right now. Well, be careful out there, brother. <laughs> okay. What I was gonna say is, um, what I was gonna say, um, um, I, I like to hire because of the uh, because of the offense and the way and the way that um, the way that um, the, the Patriots uh, used to kind of change up the game plan from game to game. And I think I think that'll really be good because um, you can't you can't have the same game plan all the time or or have people playing in different spots. And I like the way that they that, that they game plan and switch it up to 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 help the personnel play better. But I also wish that um, uh, if 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 Brian Flores doesn't doesn't uh, uh, get a uh, head coaching job, uh, I, I I hope I hope uh, if we don't keep our um, present uh, defensive coordinator, I hope they get him as a defensive coordinator. My only thing about him is just looking at clips that he, he looks serious like all the time. <laughs> yeah, he do. <laughs> yes, he do. He ain't playing around. He ain't laughing at all. <laughs> no, no. But that, that's all I got. All right. Thank you, Tim. Appreciate the call, man. Be careful out there in that snow in Texas, man. You know, Texas and snow ain't they don't go together, man. They had that big snowstorm last year. We they weren't prepared for the it. whole state. The whole state shut down. I was part of it. <laughs> I was part of it, man. We all we couldn't leave the house for like a week. It was crazy. The job didn't. We were a radio station. We're supposed to be talking to the people and telling them what to be careful. They're like, hell no, nah, we ain't going to work today. Stay How was you gonna get there? Oh, I, I believe me, I went to work. I went oh. to work and did my podcast. I went to the work and I did a I did a, a, a show with Cofield. I went I went to work. I just got in the car and ride, rode down the block. I literally lived down the street from the, the radio station, but the whole station shut down. We're that's our job. Our job was to be at the radio station and tell the public what they need to watch out for. But, I mean, that was a time. Y'all see it. Yeah, exactly. We were like, hell, we're out. That wasn't me. That was them. Speaking of them, man, I had a good conversation earlier today at Allegiant Stadium. Shrine Bowl activities were going on. Alex C. and Mark May, they're all part of the Shriners Bowl. Uh, the whole the whole basic the whole setup really you know i mean uh alec he kind of follows along with them a lot he's a, a shrine bull or he's a shriners uh um um patient and also mark may is a, a former nfl guy so they kind of just team up together and they're able to pass these conversations along so anyway here's that conversation i had earlier today at the shrine bowl at Allegiant stadium here at Allegiant Stadium right now, this is the Shriner Bowls Media Day. A lot of players out here, a lot of coaches out here, a lot of folks that uh, we recognize, including Mark May. And we also got Alec here. Who's Alec, you're a, you're a celebrity in your own self. You, uh, you started getting into the wheelchair competition over there where uh, you were having a race and everyone thought that they were going to win. And you said, oh, I got this. You don't want this smoke. So how did that competition go, first of all? Yeah, it was fun. Some of the players, they were talking trash to me. And I was like, <laughs> do you know who I am? Like, <laughs> you know how long I've been in this chair? Like, come on now. I was in the chair since you were yay high like so i had to <laughs> i had to teach him a lesson real quick and then they wanted me to get back in some other guys were challenging me i was like you don't want it either so but it was fun i mean we're just having a fun time with the players uh it's been a fun week here at the east west shrine bowl in las vegas and i'm just happy to be here away from chicago i know that's right i know that's right you're avoiding the blizzard and, and the thing about it is you've been doing this for a long time the shriners bowl has obviously been around for a long time but just to be a part of this and, and see how it's even 
and grown uh, year after year. How much does that mean to you? It means a ton. I mean, the East-West Shrine Bowl helps kids with rare medical conditions at the end of the day. These guys are looking to go play in the NFL. They're getting NFL um, in knowledge from these coaches, uh, and they're getting NFL practices, right? Uh, but this game also helps kids all over the world. It doesn't just help the players. It helps the kids. Uh, and so I think that means the most to me is uh, just to be able to be uh, a part of a team that helps kids regardless of their family's ability to pay. Uh, and that it's an honor and it's a, it's a really cool thing to be a part of something so special yeah and you've been doing this now for quite a while i mean this is not your first rodeo man you've been doing this for quite a while so how does how how fun is this to be a part of it each and every year now it's cool i mean everyone's like oh alec thanks for helping us but i'm like i'm just happy to be a part of the team and yeah. help help them raise fun funds for kids and i, I it's a special to me so i i'm happy yeah it's, it's really cool to be out here and see you interact and seeing all the players interact and, and also guys like this Mark May and Mark you you played in the league and you're very heavily involved in this Shriners Bowl and everything what, what does this mean to you to be a part of this I think Alex said it best it's, it's really all about helping the young players helping the kids and making sure that we can raise funds so down the road that we can always help them and make sure that we're as healthy as possible and I think raising the funds is most important the players here are doing a heck of a job we know that they've got a future this is their last audition to get to the NFL and that's their goal and it's fun and it's a great opportunity for them but it's a great opportunity for everybody that's involved in this what got you involved in this originally? Well, originally I got a call from Kenny, and years ago when this was in North Carolina, that's yeah. when I got involved with John Varnell, and this was back in the late 90s and early 2000s where they had the golf event down there and the fundraiser <laughs> down there, and, and that's when we all got involved in a bunch of former players, and actually a lot of former, at the time, Washington Redskins players were right, involved right. in it. And from that point on, I just stayed in touch with them, and then when I moved out west full-time, um, when they moved the, the event here to Las Vegas, it's not that far from Phoenix, so it's like it was a no-brainer when they asked me to come back and get involved. Yeah, that's awesome, and we do like you being involved, love you being involved, especially with all your wealth and knowledge you're able to pass that along to some of the players and, and how much have you been able to interact with some of the players that are here as well uh, a couple of players like jack Cohen. i talked to him for a while obviously yeah. because uh he went to wisconsin and wisconsin their head coach they stole them from us because <laughs> we kind of groomed them paul christ i'll right, just say that right, publicly right. and then he went at notre dame and of course i still have close ties to coach holtz at notre dame we still do a podcast together every week nice so i know i'm going to text him a few times about uh, jack Cohen. but you know all the players are doing a great job here and for them to enjoy this it's, it's phenomenal as a player when you get an opportunity to show your Whereas the NFL, you get that last opportunity for the audition. And this, for most of these players, that's what it is. And not only that, for these guys, they have to prepare not only just for the NFL, they've got the CFL, and now they've got the USFL coming back. So there's more right. opportunities for these players. No, there really is. And, you know, just you mentioned the audition, the week. I always talk about the game is fun on Thursday. We'll see it here at Allegiant Stadium. But the week of practice is really where these guys start to learn a lot. How important is it for them to have that one-on-one -on -one interactions throughout the week? It's extremely important. Relationships are a lot, particularly in the NFL. And not only that, Coaches want to see how much players can take, how much information they can take and process and put it on the field. This is the first step. Right. It's not just the game. It's the practices. It's the meetings. There's a lot of coaches in there and scouts taking notes and watching these kids exactly what they're doing with their practice habits and everything. They've got to realize that it's not just the game. It's everything that's involved in it. And they're going to check out players. They're going to check them out on the sidelines. They're going to see how they handle adversity, what happens in the game. And all those little things they're going to be critiqued on, and they just have to pay attention. And There's going to be a lot of eyeballs on them. So go out and just do the best you can. But first and foremost, 
have fun. Right. Right? Have fun. <laughs> Enjoy it while you're here. You know, you mentioned uh, Jack Cohn, and he was the recipient of the Pat Tillman Award. Uh, how big is that? Knowing all these players that are, you know, being scrutinized and being looked at by the coaches and scouts, and, and to him to be signaled, you know, uh, singled out to get that award, that means so much. How big is that? That's huge. That means he's a leader that the players like him, the coaches like him, and they thought of his leadership and the person that he is. And just going back for Pat Tillman, obviously I live in Phoenix now. Yeah. And going to Arizona State, playing for the Cardinals, a lot of people don't realize he walked away from a huge multi-million dollar contract to serve his country after what happened on September 11th right. and unfortunately he died over there and for him to do that that just shows true character and leadership that's what football is about that's what sports about that's what America's about and to be given that award that has to mean a whole heck of a lot to Jack Cohn. Yeah, no, it absolutely does. And, Alec, going back to you, I mean, how much fun is it just to kind of ride around and, uh, you know, be able to do all these uh, conversations and interviews and, and have a guy like Mark uh, be here as, as well that's got the skins on the wall from being in the league? Yeah, it's tremendous. My uh, dream is to be a sports broadcaster. Uh-oh. I'm currently at Northwestern, and to be able to interact with these guys, we talk to guys like Mark, uh, it, this is an awesome week for me, and I'm just so happy to be a part of it. Could you see yourself maybe in the booth here at Allegiant Stadium calling some football games? Absolutely. That's the goal. <laughs> I'd do it right now. So Nice. Is there any other broadcasters that you look up to that you say, that that's my guy? Yeah, I mean, uh, Stuart Scott was an yeah, idol yeah. to me growing up. Yes. Uh, Neil Everett, Sam Brevet, uh, guys like Ernie Johnson have been super huge in my development. So, I mean, I could sit here for hours and talk about all the guys on TV who have uh, inspired me, but uh, those are just a couple, to name a few. Well, I can't let you sit here for hours until you might take my job, man. I need to, you know, I, I, gotta, I gotta bring that check in, you know, gotta get that money, but uh, no, just wrapping this thing up real quick, just again, this is a lot of fun. We're blessed to be out here. I know that you're having a great time, but uh, for everyone that's listening that is about to buy that $19 ticket to come into the game and, and check out the game, what are they gonna experience? Uh, they're gonna experience a, fa- a fun family-friendly, amazing football game, and I can't wait for you all to watch on Thursday. And all the funds, and a lot of the funds are, are going to such a great cause, which is Shriner How much does that mean? It means, it, it means um, a lot. I mean, this organization helped me live an independent life, uh, and if we can do that for more kids around the world, why not? Absolutely. Well, Alec and Mark, thank you so much for your time. I do appreciate you guys. Continue to have fun out of here. Yeah, thank you. Alex is looking for an internship. So is there anybody out there? Get, take, take, take care of my man here because he needs an internship. We need to get him in broadcasting right now. I know a guy. <laughs> I know a guy. But, no, Alec is a good dude, man, really good dude, obviously having a lot of fun, and uh, definitely appreciate Mark May as well. Just some of the sounds from uh, the Shriner Bowl Media Day earlier today, and uh, there's still more on the way. As a matter of fact, Jack Cohn, the Notre Dame quarterback, also the recipient of the Pat Tillman Award. You'll hear from him before we close out the show today. We got a lot coming up. Let's go ahead and go back out to the Raider Nation listener line. We're kind of uh, scatter shooting today. I like this. Fargo Raider, what's on your mind? Welcome to the show. Hey, Q and Demond, how you guys doing? Chilling, man, chilling. I uh, I heard that earlier. I, I mean, not as much as me, I'm sure. And uh, <laughs> going off that comment that Demond was making about the wind and all that, I'm not made for this either, fellas. I'm, <laughs> I'm Mexican, man. My people is tropical people. My ancestors was ducking branches and hunting capybara. I'm out here sweating, <laughs> you know. I'm shivering. I'm shivering in my coat right now. I heard that. But get, getting back to to the topic of the day, um, I'm most excited to to see that red zone inefficiency fix. You know, uh, our new head coach is supposed to be a, a whiz kid when it comes to offense, and that red zone offense in New England was doing work. We got the pieces to to be scoring, which is the major frustration in the nation. 
And it looks like we're finally going to get that if all goes according to plan. But, you know, everybody makes a plan until they get punched in the face. It's <laughs> like Mike Tyson. Mike said. Tyson, yeah. But uh, if uh, Preach said it, before we went to the playoff game, that, that window is open. Four windows open. Now it's time to, you know, channel our Raider, Raider spirit and jump through there and plunder. You know, thank you guys for taking my call. You have a great day. No doubt, no doubt. Fargo Raider coming with the heat right there, and Fargo Raider said he needs the heat. He ain't made for that weather. I ain't mad at you, man. I ain't made for that weather either, man. This this cold ain't for me. I keep looking up thinking that uh, every morning when I wake up, the weatherman's going to tell me, oh, it's going to be warm today, Q. You're good. But every single morning, shout out to Justin on Channel 13. I'll be checking him out in the morning. He does a good job with the weather. He says, today's going to be the coldest day. And I'm like, damn, dog, you said that yesterday. <laughs> like, what are we talk- What are we doing here? But he does. He's like, oh, today's going to be the coldest day. Bundle up. So I go and get my sideline gear out, and that's what I'm rocking right now. 317 is the time. We'll come back. We'll get a couple more of your calls and some texts before we get to Paloma Villacana. This is Unnecessary Roughness on Radio Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. If you're just tuning into the show, the Raiders have named Champ Kelly, assistant GM. Got the question, Q, is this big? Yes. This is a guy who comes over from the Chicago Bears with a wealth of knowledge, a wealth of experience. Also a guy who interviewed for the GM job. And instead of getting the GM job, he's assistant GM. It's a big deal. It really is. Just when Wendy hit me up on Twitter, hit up Raider Nation Radio 920 on Twitter as well, at r 920 am about Champ Kelly. And I know Q would like this. I know Q is a guy who has uh, experience as DBs. That's right. DBs win games. Played wide receiver and defense back at University of Kentucky from 98 to 2001. He continued his career in the uh, UIF. Played from 2003 to 2006. Kelly was a defensive standout and two-time uh, first-team UIF All-Star. That's from Just Win Wendy on Twitter. Thank you so much for that. <laughs> totally side note. Did you know Lamar Odom was still a, a, a thing? Did you know that? Yeah, he's on the newest season of Celebrity Big Brother. Is he really? Yeah. I don't watch that stuff. I didn't I didn't I, I don't watch it either, but I saw he was one of the I saw a commercial. I just saw and they were just doing all the cast members like, hey, I'm on Celebrity Big Brother. I just saw a tweet from Robert Little from BSO. Uh and it said Lamar Odom's baby mama, Liza Morales, implies she fought Chloe Kardashian in hospital hallway while he was recovering from brothel overdose. She's coming out with a tell all book about the Vegas overdose. I just saw it. It just yeah. happened to go through Twitter and I couldn't help myself. Couldn't help yourself, huh? Couldn't help myself. Couldn't do it. <laughs> Had to let everybody know. Yeah, had to. 702-365-9200. Coming up at 3.30, Paloma Villacana. Let's go out to the phone lines and talk to our guy, Brazy, in Vegas. What's on your mind, Brazy? Yo, check yourself, Q. Sorry, I always wanted to say that out loud. <laughs> uh, I, th- I know you ain't the only one who's ever wanted to say that. Trust that. <laughs> Trust and believe that. Someone's like, hell yeah, folks. Finally, somebody told his ass. <laughs> uh, the wife is at home saying, hell yeah. That's right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> No, I, you know what? I'm looking forward to us to be variable. And, and what I mean by that is that, right, we talked about Gus Bradley. Even though everybody against the Chiefs was running too deep, he still ran that, that, that cover three and we got torched, right? Looking for us to be variable in offense and defense. Our game plan will be what it takes to win. Not, hey, we run this offense, this defense. We're just going to do what we do and hope it's the best. No, we're going to be variable every game. 
throughout the game to win. And that's, that's really what I'm looking forward to. The offense just got exponentially better just because of Daniels being there. And, you know, everybody's kind of crying. Oh, the Patriots, this and that. Look, it's just win, baby. I, I could care less if they brought Gorilla Rilla in to be the coach. As long <laughs> as we win, right? I just want to win. So I'm looking forward to that variability. We're not going to be predictable anymore. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to, to us win some games. And, you know, Q, you come through the uh, parking lot, lot J for the, for the uh, tailgate, look for the big Raiders grill with the Raiders Shield grill. You come eat some tacos or whatever we got cooking on that weekend. You, even you too, Demond. We'll, we'll feed your big ass. Oh, uh, thank you, thank you. I'm on. The only thing big about Demond is his head. Come on, man. Don't act like I ain't out here. Come on, Q. Don't do this. <laughs> hey, man. Thank you for the call, Brazy. I appreciate you. And you got some tacos on the grill. I'm going for it, man. I'm there. <laughs> I'm a taco man. I ain't lying, man. Hey, I, I'm I'm good for a good taco stand. Yeah, man. You can even speak some Spanish while you eating those tacos. Yeah, Bimbaca. <laughs> That's what I said to Sylvia. I thought I said Bimbaca. I always say it at the house, and the wife always lets me go. The wife always lets Rose look like she just says no say big that deal. One more time, Bimbaca. You sound like you a Jamaican now. Fine. Who cares? But I'm saying, <laughs> what are you saying? I don't know. I thought I was saying come here. I was like Bimbaca. <laughs> She said, you said absolutely nothing. I said, all right, well, I tried. You want, you want, I'll call her in here. We'll call her in here. We'll call her in here. That ain't necessary. I'll call her in here in a minute. Who we got up next? Let's talk to Big Jose. No, Big, yeah, Big Jose in San Jose. What's on your mind, Big Jose? Hey, my boy Q, how's it going, man? Going great, man. Going great. I'm going to give a big shout out to Heidi Fang today. I was tweeting with her today and found out that her and I, our alumni of the same high school here in the east side of San Jose. Oh, so yeah. You know about San Jose, east side, you know. Hey, man. Hey, dog. Hey, dog. Hey, man. I know Heidi's from – I know where y'all are from, man. That's why I don't mess with Heidi because she has that cool look on her face. She has that nice smile on her face, but she's got a razor blade inside her mouth, man. She carries a razor blade at all. You know how y'all do. You know how you guys are. Yeah. Hey, I still live here. East side is home, man. My <laughs> choice. I love it. You know, right. But, Hey, I, I want to also want to talk about. Um, I know you guys have talked about it at nauseum, bro. But I mean, I, I just I, I don't get it how we're in 2022, and we're still talking about you know people surprised that there's racism in the United States. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm a man of color. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, I, I, I ain't surprised by it. I see it every day of my life. You know. Agreed. And um, and I'm a guy. You know, I, I, I consider myself fairly smart. I'm educated. I have an MBA. So sometimes when I speak on things, I speak on things from a from a standpoint of having knowledge and facts, right? Because you can you can arm someone with a little information just enough to make them dangerous, right? It's the discernment of that knowledge and facts. And I think that hey, you know, back way back when they shut down Kaepernick for taking a knee. I think the NFL was so ready ready to do that because they knew what was coming next. The the next shoe was going to fall, right? Because it's in their own backyard, man. It's in their own system. It's built in. It's an old boys club, you know, and, and it's just like, here we are, you know. And the, but the thing has changed, though, is that I'm so happy to see that people are getting behind Brian Flores. And I think that has to do with the politics and the, and, and the way that things are in our country. Because back, if you go back six years back to Kaepernick, people were ostracizing him, right? Right. So, I mean, I think we've grown as a nation that wide. But, I mean, like, to, to tell me that you're surprised that there's racism, 
I mean, come on now. Where, where you been living? You know what I mean? Right. Got you. No, I got you. Great call, my man. Great call. And yeah, I mean, there should be no surprise. There is no surprise. Uh, I just think that it, you know, it boils down to who wants to hear it and who doesn't want to hear it and who's going to fa- fall on the sword for it. And, and it looks like Brian Flores is willing to fall on the sword for it. Uh, so I do appreciate your call. Coming up next, we have Paloma Villacana from Fox 5 Sports. She's going to talk all things UNLV, but we were talking a little while ago about my great bilingual self that I am, and I have a lot of skills when it comes to speaking another language, and I brought up the conversation or the oh, attempt. Excuse me. <laughs> First of all, I brought up a conversation I attempted to have with Sylvia, who you, has already made an, a presence on the show by telling me to shut up. And you said that the word I said, boombaka, is not a word. No. I don't know where you're getting that from. <laughs> where is that from? I don't know, but it's. I thought it made... Boombukai? Com- no, boombaka. Boombaka? Yeah. Is that like Portuguese? I don't know. Doesn't it sound more like something like a West Indian would say? Like, yeah. like it sounds like Jamaican. Like, oh, you don't know a West Indian. You don't, show me a West Indian. Well, that's show me an East Indian. No, from the West <laughs> Indian. Come on. Dude. Like, now you're just, <laughs> I'm just fooling. I know. Yeah, this guy, I'm just fooling. But, I know. The, but like, what does that ever? What does that sound like? It doesn't sound like anything. And I kept telling him, but he kept doubling down. Oh, it means something. No, it doesn't. Why you got to use that kind of tone, though? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's her impression of you. I guess. It is. I guess. All right. Well, that's. I know where I stand. But I thought I was saying something. I, I didn't say anything. What, okay. What did you think I, you said? I was saying. I was attempting to say, "Come here," in, in a polite way, not a yes, not a rude you, like, "Come here." No, I know. But you were saying like what would be like "vempaka," which is still, you know, not. How do you say that? "Vempaka." Okay. Then what does but, that mean? which is like come over here it sounds like you done switched it up like three times what you just said she was trying to say it like how, how badly, you would say a broken it. way of saying it yeah how i want to say it the correct way because i'm a correct Dude, Amundo. That's, i don't know what you're doing so it's not bumbaka it's i don't know what you i don't know <laughs> say it one more say it correctly ven para acá ven para acá yeah ven para acá is go. that do i have it yeah oh well, see i'm good then I don't know. I don't know. No, I'm good now. I feel like you had a seizure when you thought of that. Well, I got a seizure. <laughs> I don't think you agree. Yeah, yeah. Like if somebody just be like, "Yo, say come here in Spanish." Three days from now. No, that's what it means. It's Boombaka. That's not, no. No, I know. That's what I thought. Did you look it up? No. What? Well, well, I look. That would. That would so make me do something. So you won't sound dumb. I don't. I sound. I sound like I got that slanglish. <laughs> I got that E40. Ooh. Oh. You didn't know E40 and, you know, got that, that. I don't know. We got that slang. I don't know. Well, Sylvia works at, at Comp, our sister station here. She does a fantastic ten, job. 10 to 3. 10 to 3. Yeah. She gets, uh, uh, she gets letters from prison all the time, by the way. All right. That, no, that's cool. That. No, that's cool. That means you made it when you get a letter from prison. So, because well, yeah, because, it, yeah, people, be, yeah, people in prison listen. You know when someone writes from prison, like on the e, on the envelope, it has like, <laughs> it, has, it has that kind of like handwriting. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you mean oh the no, handwriting? Hand you can tell. Away. You can tell. You can tell. Make, oh, yeah. You like, can tell yeah, as soon as can, it comes through. Yeah, you can tell that it's. It, yeah. There well, you go. I'm glad you're out here uplifting the community. Hell yeah, man. So, and then the other <laughs> other other news that I wanted to, to to pass along about Sylvia here, who doesn't like my Spanish, that she just got engaged on New Year's. I did. Oh, did you tell people in the building? No. Yet? Oh, my bad. Never mind. Don't. I don't know. <laughs> My bad. Now Devon knows. My Didn't fault. know it all. I thought you told everyone. It's, it was no. New Year. It's February. What are you waiting on? She, I don't she know. Don't, she don't mess with us like that, apparently. I guess not. He I found out on but February hey, thanks 1st. thanks for telling or, Las Vegas. You I, I found out IG. on January 1st. Now her whole, all her ratings are going to go down. People listen like, oh, she's off the market. Yo, she's never getting a letter from me again. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that, bro? The guy in jail is about to be real, real mad. Someone's <laughs> getting shanked tonight. No. Someone's getting shanked tonight. <laughs> <laughs> It goes down. Well, congratulations. Oh, thank you. Absolutely. Appreciate you coming in here and spending some time sucks. with us. Hey, I'm trying to give you a compliment. I know, you still 
No, I appreciate it. I Someone's think gonna get shanked in the studio in a minute. Three thirty-one is the time. Paloma Villacana, uh, she's coming up next to talk all things UNLV. This is Raider Nation Radio nine twenty. And all of a sudden, all the players, they come together. Mm -hmm. And they say when we come together, this locker room, and we hit the court at the Thomas and Mack, we are going to lay the smack down on them Lobos. Like that? Exactly. All right. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. I am very happy to be here. Welcome Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. I promise you right now, man, I'm glad that we don't get in trouble for having fun. Because if we did, I'd be in the principal's office the whole day long. But instead, we're having a radio show. We're having a lot of fun here on Raider Nation Radio 920 Unnecessary Roughness. And joined now by Paloma Villacana from Fox 5 Sports. She does a fantastic job covering UNLV like a glove. And Paloma, thank you so much for your time. And Man, you heard that little rejoin right there talking about the running Rebels. And DeMond uh, is not going to let me forget that on Friday he mentioned that the Rebels were going to win games and win games and win games. And right now they're on a uh-huh. two-game winning streak. Talk about some momentum, Paloma. I mean, what's gotten into the running Rebels? They're doing some good things right now. I don't know. I think DeMond needs to keep keep going on the radio saying, all right, winning streak. Right. Streak. Let's go. <laughs> right. Guaranteed it. He did. He guaranteed it. And let's go back to Friday because that did. was a big deal. That was the 22nd ranked team in the in the country in Colorado State. How big was that to get that win, especially get that win on the road? I think the guys just set the tone immediately, defensively, offensively on both ends of the floor. I mean, they came out with a chip on their shoulder. They were shorthanded against Colorado State. No Donovan Williams. No Josh Baker. Uh, no Marvin Coleman, so so the guys were just out there with with something to prove, and it was a packed Moby Arena at, at Colorado State. I mean, they had fire, and you know the crowd, and they had you know their their little banner that goes over the student section, all of that. So, I mean, pregame, I was like, oh, it's it's lit, it is lit. But as soon as as soon as Bryce Hamilton came out there, I was like, oh, this game's over. I mean, he was <laughs> knocking down like five three-point baskets in the first half, 21 first-half points. Uh, you know, they, they just shut down the Rams um, in that first half. And, you know, Coach Kruger told me after the game, we had a, we had a good, you know, halftime lead, 43 to 25. They were dominating. And he goes, this game could go either direction. We could give up our lead at halftime or, or we could keep the foot on the gas and, and keep going. But um, for Bryce Hamilton to, to put up 42 points and to have – an outstanding game against a number 22 Colorado State team who, um, you know, has a, has a great offense. It was just almost like just watching history or something. It was just awesome to watch Bryce just completely ball out there. And, you know, the guys are having fun, and, and Royce and Jordan and all the guys were just um, – I, I could tell they were having a good time out there taking down the number 22 team in the country. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, doing that and the way that they did it, again, they, they blew them out. I mean, they were beating the brakes off them. How much do you think that that really helped build their confidence and even led to what they were able to do to rival UNR last night at the Thomas & Mack? Yeah, I mean, Coach Kruger was telling me all throughout practice last week, it was just the energy the guys had, the, the response they had from that San Diego State loss. Um, you know, I talked to Coach on, on uh, I can't remember when we played that game, on Friday, the Friday Colorado State game. I talked to him right before the game, and he said, you know, this was one of our best practices we've had, the best energy we've had, um, and I think the guys are going to bring it tonight. So um, I think it was just the, the mentality and the hunger they had 
all last week. They're carrying that over into to Reno's game. They got Donovan Williams back. They got Josh Baker back. So those are two big pieces on the team. And then for Jordan McCabe to go off last night and, and do his thing, that, that was definitely fun to watch. Mm-hmm. I know I, when I sat down with him, he said for sure he's just been unsatisfied this season. Just, you know, he feels like he could do a much better job, shoot the ball much better, uh, you know, uh, just rack up all his stats. So I'm, I'm happy for Jordan to have a, a good game last night. And it was just fun to watch. I mean, packed Thomas and Mac, yeah. packed student section. Every single player we spoke to, you know, post game, uh, just said that the crowd was amazing. Mm-hmm. Today I sat down with David Mwaka and he goes, you know, that, that crowd was just something else. And of course, you know, the players feed off that. Right. And, you know, the Donovan Williams dunking and, you know, Roy Tam, his big. His big blocks, you know. Man. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was fun. It was fun. It was a good game. It was my birthday. Like, it was a good. It was a good turn up. It was that's, a good turn up. That's right. I mean, you got to turn up on your birthday, right? You got to have that. Keep <laughs> so, pushing that P. That's uh, there. You go pushing that P. Like <laughs> like Demond would say again. We're talking with Paloma Villacana here on Raider Nation Radio nine twenty. Go ahead, Demond. I know you got some. All right, Paloma, last night, like you said, Jordan McKay, he was on fire last night. But the team, they shot over 23s, made about half of them. Does Coach Kruger, does he envision this team as being like a high-clip shooting three-point team? You know, that's something they've been working on this season. I think when when the season first started out, they weren't even shooting that many three balls. You know, they were just going in the paint, driving hard in the paint. Um, but you know when when Bryce gets going and and uh, you know when McCabe can can open up the floor and yeah I mean it was awesome to see McCabe have a good night last night um, you know I think Williams was like four of seven from three so uh, when they can take the load off of Hamilton and you have guys that 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 can score like Williams and McCabe and then you got you know Mike Nuga coming off the bench Justin Webster coming off the bench um, you know that's that's awesome that's that's great I mean Hamilton of course he can put up. You know, we can see that he could put up 42 points, but when you've got, you know, athletic guys like Donovan Williams, McCabe, uh, Nuga, uh, Webster, even Vic Ewalker being out there is a force. So um, I think the guys right now, I mean, they're on a streak. They're on a streak. So I think they're, I think these past two games is putting them in a rhythm, in a flow, um, and, and starting to click. Hold on, you said Bryce. You said you, he, you can see if he, we can see that he put up forty-two points. Did they take away three points from him? Because on Friday it was forty-five. What happened? Yeah. Okay, so we were sitting down in the in the media section. It was kind of awkwardly arranged, where like we couldn't see uh, the corner, like a far, like the left corner of you know the basketball court, and I I tried to move so I could see the full court, but we couldn't see um, you know basically the corner. So early in the first half, I thought Bryce Hamilton knocked down the three in the corner. And I was like, I can't tell. I couldn't see. I don't know. I can't tell. So I can't see. Um, so he originally had 45 points. But um, the sco- I, don't, I guess like the scoreboard guys like went back and corrected it that it was just a floater. It was, a, it was two points. So, there you go. Um, but I was like, you know, it, I was a little frustrated that game because I couldn't see the corner of the basketball court. And I had to, like, move around a ton. And, and I was like, maybe I should just, like, I don't know, sit somewhere else. But, yeah, so so Bryce Hamilton had 42. And then, you know, for him to be the national player of the week, mm-hmm. Coach Kruger was telling us, like, I had to ask Bryce Hamilton, hey, how does it feel to be, you know, the national player of the week? Because, you know, Kruger was like, I've never been the national player of the week. So, I don't <laughs> right. know. So, awesome. I'm so happy. So happy for Bryce. So happy for these guys. I mean, they have been 
working, like nonstop on the road, making up these COVID games, dealing with injuries, dealing with, you know, road games back to back to back to back. So um, it's it's great for them to to come together and, and keep this thing going. Yeah, no, it really is. And hopefully they can continue to build on the momentum that they've built up uh, with this two-game winning streak that they got going on. I really like the way that they're playing right now. I think they're getting hot at a good time of the year. Again, yeah. we're talking with Paloma Villacana from Fox 5 Sports here on Radio Nation Radio 920. Now, I did want to ask you because today's National Signing Day, it's kind of not as, yeah. as, as big as it used to be because now there's two National Signing Days, but still, it's a big deal in my opinion and today coach royal announced seven transfer additions um what do you think of the additions that he brought in uh, by way of transfer they had 10 at the first national signing day uh how much do you think these guys can help the team immediately because they already have experience in some big time conferences yeah this is such a unique year uh with the transfer portal and with signing day not being you know traditionally a big signing day it's just been such a interesting year where we can see who UNLV lands through the transfer portal and, you know, things are moving, things are changing. Um, and, you know, Coach Royal was just like, gosh, it's, it's, it's just such a flexible year where you have to have so many options, so many backups, you know, so many different guys to just to keep in your pocket, just in case, you know, all the scenarios. So I'm just like, if you think you're having a year, think about every college football head coach right, right. now trying to build their roster and trying to keep, you know, keep the foot on the gas and then create their program. But um, for sure, this UNLV football team is much older, much more experienced. Um, Coach Arroyo is getting guys from the South, from right. Texas, yep. from uh, the Big Ten, from the SEC, mm-hmm. from the ACC. And that's, that's huge. I mean, from someone who's worked in the SEC and, you know, I've, been, I've covered the top of the top of the top of Alabama and LSU and Tua and Joe and, you know, all the guys – I know that football is different in the South. Football is mm-hmm. on a whole other level in the South in Texas. And so these these guys, he's getting the seven transfers from Tennessee, SMU, Florida State, Michigan State. You know, these guys are, are coming into to his program with a different work ethic. You know, yep. I'm from San Diego. Shout out California. Woo-woo. You know, I love my Kelly roots. <laughs> but football is different in the South, yep. period. Football is different in the South. The culture is different. The way you're raised, watching high school football, watching college Mm -hmm. football, it's just a different work ethic. And plus, I think these guys, they just bring that that Southern um, great kids. You know what I mean? Like, they got that Southern personality, good kids, good parents, good family um, coming from the South. So, I mean, all eyes are going to be on the quarterback he picked up from Tennessee, Harrison Bailey, and how that changes the dynamic of the quarterback room. Uh, you know, with Cam Friel and um, with Doug and, and all the guys in the quarterback room. And um, Sam Gordon asked Coach Arroyo, you know, what does Harrison Bailey do to your quarterback room? And Coach Arroyo said, I mean, it's every room is now going to be a competition. To think that a guy is just going to walk in and get the starting job, you know, they're wrong. So we are definitely going to see another quarterback competition this year with, with Harrison Bailey coming in. He spent the last two seasons at, at Tennessee, so he's – He's a sophomore transfer, but he was, you know, a five-star prospect coming out of high school, coming from Georgia, and, you know, Georgia football, like, they don't mess around. So, <laughs> um, I'm excited to see. I just feel like I'm waiting for spring ball to happen so I can just get my eyes on these guys. All the seven transfers are there at UNLV right now, starting the program with, with Coach File and, and, you know, their off-season program. With, and Coach Royal also added, like, this is our 
second time ever doing our, our traditional off-season program. So he's like, you know, that's a blessing to get these guys in here, get them early, get them working out. Um, and, yeah, I think, I think all these senior transfers, junior transfers, sophomore transfers, um, you know, bringing maturity, bringing leadership. I know Coach Royal had a really young class last year and, and the year prior with tons of freshmen and sophomores. So to get some senior transfers from the South, that's, that'll only elevate this program a lot. All right, Paloma, I was going to ask you about Harrison Bailey and do you think he's going to be the starting quarterback, but you kind of you kind of answered my can't, question there. Can't make it's him a starter to, already. Yeah, well, I, was, I don't know. He's big man on campus, transferring from Tennessee. <laughs> it could be like one of those movies where it's just like, well, he's the starting quarterback. <laughs> but, okay, well, you already answered my question there, so I've got to ask you. Any word back from Gunna on getting on getting to use Pushing P on the show? <laughs> I almost had to, like, think about that for a second. Like, what did he just say? <laughs> right. I say that all the time, Paloma. I say that all the time. <laughs> He knows what I'm talking about. Okay, so I have reached out to, like, rappers before being like, hey, please make me music so I can put it on my show. And they have responded like, oh, yeah, I got you. Like, you know, send me your email, blah, blah, blah. It never happens. Right. It never happens. But maybe I need to reach out to Gunna one more time and be like, yo, my name's P. Everyone calls me P. My mom and dad call me P. Like... Now that my name is trending worldwide, please send me some music. There you go. Hey, you got. Hey, man, you're guaranteed to miss a shot you don't take. Please send me some music. But yeah, no, for the red zone, I'm always trying to find like some good music, and you know, gotta get the beats, gotta get the music. Music sets everything, you know. There you go. I like it. I like it a lot. Well, speaking of the show, uh, the red zone. What do you got coming up that uh, everyone should be on the lookout for? Yeah, I mean, we we got the rivalry game coming up. So, or you know, we just. UNLV just beat UNR in the rivalry game. The guys are traveling to Utah State this weekend, so that will be another big matchup uh, this weekend. We're traveling with the team. Um, I'm sitting down with David Mwaka, who's from Hong Kong, and he has a crazy story of just playing basketball all over the world. Uh, I sat down with him today, and he told me he went to Kobe Bryant camps in China. Ah, um, nice. And that he grew up just, you know, watching and, and, and being mentored by Kobe Bryant. So what I love about this Running Rebels team is these guys are from all over the country, all over the world. Um, and David Mwaka is, is from Hong Kong, and he's lived in London and, and uh, Canada. And, you know, he's lived for 17 years in, in Hong Kong. So um, just awesome stories that, that I get to tell on my show. And it's so cool that each, each one of these guys just has a completely unique story where, you know, Keyshawn, Keyshawn Gilbert, you know, the, the Las Vegas local is probably the only, and, and Marvin Coleman probably like the only uh, Vegas guys. Everyone is from all over. So it's awesome. It's awesome to sit down with them, to travel with them. You know, right now I feel like I know everything about this team. Their mom, dad, sister, brothers, wife, husband, kids. Like <laughs> I'm like one of them in their little family, so it's fun. Nice, nice. I like it. Well, you're doing a great job. It's always fun to follow you on Twitter and see all everything that's going on, keeping up with the, the teams and everything that they got going on. So we appreciate you for that. We also appreciate you for joining the show. Thank you so much. Thank you. See you guys. All right. There she goes. Paloma Villacana. Fantastic job, as always, uh, covering the running Rebels like a glove, both basketball and, of course, the Rebels on the football field. Uh, National Signing Day. And I'll tell you right now, we'll have more from National Signing Day. I know today was kind of fast and furious. We didn't get any local kids on that got an opportunity to play at the next level. But I'll tell you what, if there's something that means the most to me, 
It's about getting the opportunity to see the youngsters going from the different high schools here in the area, getting to go and take their talents to the next level. So we'll have some throughout the course of the week, people that signed their national letter of intent today. It is a big deal. We will highlight them and we will give them their roses that they deserve. 349 is the time. We'll come back. We'll wrap up the show. This is Radio Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. We've had a fast and furious show. Thank you so much for everyone who's chimed in and been a part of the show today. Thank you to all our guests that we've had today. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, Champ Kelly, if you uh, didn't get the news or didn't hear or you're just tuning in, maybe you're tuning in for Vinny Bonsignor in the huddles coming up 4 to 6 p.m. That's awesome, but just want to pass along the news that the Raiders hired Bears Assistant Director of Player Personnel, Champ Kelly, everywhere on Twitter. Uh, all the news that I've been reading, including from Jordan Reed, who does a really good job with the draft. Great hire. Champ's a stud. Future GM. Those are the kind of of, of words you're, you're hearing about the assistant GM to go along with Dave Ziegler, to go along with Josh McDaniels. Very good hire, in my opinion. I think the front office is really starting to, to take shape for the silver and black. And, of course, Vinny Bonsignor is going to come in here from 4 to 6 p.m., and he'll be able to shed some more light on that. But uh, I was out at Allegiant Stadium earlier today, had a lot of fun, already brought you some sound from, from uh, the activities that were going on there. Alex C. and Mark May, you heard them earlier in the hour. Uh, you also heard from Treston Ebner, Baylor running back. That was early in the show. Well, right now, Jack Cohn, Notre Dame quarterback, he was the recipient of the Pat Tillman Award, which is a big stinking deal. Pat Tillman, man, we definitely salute him and everything he did for the country. Here is that conversation I had with Jack Cohn. Here we are at Allegiant Stadium right now with uh, Notre Dame quarterback Jack Cohn. And, Jack, you were just uh, given the Pat Tillman Award. Uh, you were the recipient of that this year. What did that mean to you? It means a ton. I mean, to even be mentioned with Pat Tillman is an incredible honor. I mean, obviously, he's an amazing person and leader, and the sacrifices he's, he's made is unbelievable. And it, just to be even associated with him is incredible. You know, and that award was given, and it was voted on by all the coaches. So, obviously, you stood out in a major way throughout the course of the week. What does that mean, that, that you were able to shine above everyone else where there's a lot of great athletes out here? You know, that means a lot to me, just that, you know, my peers, you know, see what I've done. And really, my, one of my goals here is just to come and be a great teammate. It's always what I try to do, and I, I guess – you know, it's paid off, and I hope I, uh, I've made others better this week. What has been the feedback that you've been getting from coaches and other players that you may have not been able to play with before, but you're getting an opportunity to with now? Yeah, just that you know we enjoy getting to know each other and we enjoy playing together. I, for me personally, I get to throw to a lot of great guys and a lot of great guys blocking for me, so it's been a lot of fun. <laughs> and that must be nice, right? As a quarterback, being able to play with the best of the best, you got great blockers, great receivers, great running backs. I mean, that to have this All Star Showcase and to be in here in Las Vegas, this must be a lot of fun for you. Absolutely, I mean, it's been an unbelievable experience, and yeah, I got a lot of great guys around me that, that help me look good. I guess. Hey, it's all good, no, no doubt about it. And this is the 97th uh, Shrine been going for a very long time it's obviously a great all-star showcase but it also is a bigger a bigger focus as well it's helping back helping with kids that you know they like they said uh the the strong guys run so the weak guys can walk I mean what, what does that mean to you it means a ton I mean it's always all about giving back to others and you know inspiring others and to be able to be out here and be out with some of these kids is pretty special it, it really is and just seeing all these kids and, and see the looks on their face you know when they see all you guys uh, out here playing and participating with them and so uh, with that being said just what is what is the goal how, how do you you know take your game for where it is to the next level so you can be a participant in, in April in the draft? Yeah, I think it's all about hard work. I mean, I'm just going to put my head down and work as hard as I can at every aspect of my game and uh, see where I stand after. How, are you excited for the game Thursday night? No doubt. Yeah, it's been a great week of preparation so far, and it should be a lot of fun Thursday. Well, go ahead and have a lot of fun, man. We do appreciate you. Again, congratulations on the Pat Tillman Award. Uh, we appreciate it, and uh, have a lot of fun. Thank you so much.
There you go. Jack Cohn, Notre Dame quarterback. He's out there at the Shrine Bowl. He was t- participating in Media Day along with a bunch of different players from both the West and the East. So uh, many thanks to everyone who joined the show again. Uh, I can't say how much I appreciate you tuning in each and every day, whenever you do, for as long as you do. Uh, just thank you so much. And uh, a lot of good guests that we had, including Jesse Merrick from News 3LV, uh, Paloma Villacana from Fox 5, who you heard us just a little while ago. And uh, Vinny Bonsignor, he's coming up next. Champ Kelly, that's going to be at the top of the conversation, plus a whole lot more Vinny's got in store for you for the next two hours. Two hours long, two hours strong is what I like to say. In the huddles, on your radio, and in your ear hole next on Raider Nation Radio 920.